This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Matthew 24, we are going to read verse 10, but let's read verses 1 and 2 again. When the first service, and Jesus went and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him, for to show him the buildings of the temple. And verse 2, the Bible says, And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say to you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Verse 3, And that shocked the disciples. And as he sat upon Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall this be? When, I, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? Three questions. When shall this be? What will be the sign of your coming? When is the end of age happening? And Jesus said, Number one, see that no man deceive thee. Deception will be so rampant in the last days, but that's not where we are going today. Then verse 10, Jesus said something very powerful. Then, he listed a lot of things that will happen in the last days, and he said, as a result of that, many shall be offended, I wish the Lord said few, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. If there is offense in your hearts, and it's not dealt with, it will lead to hatred, it will lead to betrayal. You'll start betraying other Christians and you can actually get to the point where you hate people. Have you seen this morning? God bless you. Thank you. So many people listening to me right now. The Lord told me that by the time this message is going out, it will reach many people in their homes. I know there are guys and ladies listening to me right now. You will not go to any church. You will hate church now. You even speak evil of churches, just like Jesus said. They shall betray and they shall hate because of offense. I started first time by saying that we are talking about Satan's weapon of mass destruction. And that is offense. We started first time by saying that, no, the Bible says that upon this rock, Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gate of hell. The gates of hell will fight against each other, but it will not prevail. The most potent weapon of the gates of hell is the weapon of offense. That from generation to generation, Christians seem not to know how to handle it. People still get offended. And when you're offended, your vision is distorted. Just a, a, a bit of recap of what we said first, and I'm going to move from there. It's so bad that in Matthew 11, John sent people to Jesus. And he said, go and ask, is it the one or the one we are looking for? Huh. John, doubting Jesus. John dipped Jesus into the river of Jordan. And he saw something unusual. The same Jordan where Joshua buried 12 stones. And when Joshua, in the time of Joshua, when the priest stepped into the river Jordan, 
The Bible talks about people don't understand why Jesus went to Jordan and why John chose Jordan as a place of baptism. You must continue in the things of God. Joshua of old put 12 stones. So John started his ministry in the same place. And when the priests carried the ark and they stepped into the, uh, into the uh, river Jordan, the Bible says that the water coming from the city of Adam was cut off. And then from Salt Sea, which some call Dead Sea, two places, Dead Sea or Salt Sea, Salt Sea water, and on this side, a city. And they believe that that was the city Adam founded or started when he was driven out of the Garden of Eden. Jesus came to be baptized there and the Holy Ghost came upon him. That was an iconic spirit, place in the spirit. And Jesus stood in that place. He was standing before the sin of Adam plaguing humanity. And then he was going to throw it to the sea of forgetfulness. So it was a powerful location. In that location, John heard the voice of God. He foresaw the Holy Ghost, how he descended upon Jesus. He said, I saw him descending like a dove would descend. And he heard an audible voice saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. What happened to John? That shortly after that, many people, when they see a vision, they never forget. Most of you have never heard an audible voice before. John both heard and saw. And in the space of one year, John died within the first year of Jesus' ministry. Jesus ministered for three and a half years. He started when he was 30 and he died when he was 33 or crucified. This happened within the first six months, one year of Jesus' ministry. So John, eight months ago, seven months ago, saw a vision. He saw the Holy Ghost, the invisible one. And he heard the audible voice. And six months after, John was doubting Jesus. Are you the one? And Jesus showed them what John's problem was. He said to them, he said, go tell John. The blind see the labor. He said, go tell John again the things that you see and you hear. Because John saw something, heard something, but he has forgotten. And Jesus said, blessed is the one, verse 6, that is not offended. John was offended. Probably when John was in the cell, he expected Jesus to visit him, and Jesus did not. Where is this man that I baptized when I'm here? Rule number one, if you haven't defeated self in your life, you will get into offense soon and very soon. And I showed them, Joseph was saved from self. That was the reason for his training. And I showed them in Genesis 39, verses 7 and 8, he used I, me, myself, six times in two verses. Just like when he began to dream, he would stand before his brother, I have dreamt. I, your sheep, to bind before mine. God cannot go far, or a man who is conscious of self can't go far with God. And that led me, so when he was thoroughly trained, and he came out of the cell and he interpreted Joseph, uh, Pharaoh's dream. He said to Pharaoh, can you look for one man? His attention has shifted from himself. Those who complain, they, are, they hurt me. They did this, they did that. And I'm going to talk about five reasons why people get offended in churches. Listen to me. If we don't master this, the gate of hell will prevail against certain churches. But it cannot prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. 
the church is more than one church so every church must teach their people not to get into offenses the people in the church are not perfect people if you have not mastered forgiveness you have mastered nothing as a Christian the root of Christianity is ability to forgive and like John people come into a church they are excited they love the pastor until he says something they don't like until they feel they should be a leader and they are not chosen people love Jesus and worship him until a prayer seems not to be answered and the Bible says many shall be offended and you don't know to what extent you can go if offense is not dealt with so I want to move now but the last thing I said for service so Ahitophel was David's best friend David's counselor and he told David's son under 2 Samuel 13 Absalom rose against his father and became king and Ahitophel joined Absalom Ahitophel volunteered he said Oga, give me soldiers I will kill your father tonight and bring Israel to you what did David do to Ahitophel I have seen men like Ahitophel before what did David do probably Ahitophel, some scholars said that he was the father-in-law or the father-in-law, father of Bathsheba, the woman that David slept with. When David killed Uriah, Ahitophel from that day made up his mind, I will deal with you. First of all, I want to pray for everybody. May God deliver you from people who smile but they resent you. But then you don't be the same to somebody. And some of the guys who served David started joining Ahitophel. You know, in my years from school days, well, I haven't seen much as a pastor. I've seen some few things here and there. But when I was in school, I saw a lot. But then most of the stories I, I some of them I share for us, they happen in other churches and things I've seen. So somebody says good things about the choir leader. Good things about the law of the ushering team until maybe she takes a decision that goes against them. Number one reason why people get into offense. Now, so I spoke about it. The Pharisees did not come to Judas. See, at times you don't know what is in you. Except you go by the books. There's no for All of us, this thing can rise except you go by what the scripture says you should do. Judas was the one that went to meet the Pharisee. Not, they were not the one that came to him. He said, look guys, give me money. I will sell this guy for you. Who does he think he is? Personally, I believe, Judas's anger started from the day the woman was pouring oil on Jesus. And Judas said, why are they wasting this oil? We could have sold it and we could have given it to the poor. And Jesus said that you always have the poor with you. I believe that something entered Judas. Then again, at the Last Supper, Jesus already said that one of you will betray me. And the devil entered Judas and the word said, Guys, bring money. Let me sell him to you. But Jesus prayed overnight to select 12. And the same way he selected all was, let me select Judas. What happened to Judas? So last week, I began to say that Cain offered sacrifice, Abel offered sacrifice, God has set the sacrifice of Abel and Cain got angry. 
he was offended he became bitterness offense moved to bitterness the bitterness moved to hatred and he killed his brother I see one pastor I see all sorts because people want the offense is so powerful it can distort your vision and give you a new vision you can begin to hear the voice of the spirit from offense offense can give you a vision and assignments then the spirit will tell you that it's time to step out even though it's not God speaking to you, it's offense speaking to you they shall betray one another I know by the witness of the Holy Ghost that right now somebody is watching and many more watch later you are at home right now the reason why you are not in church you, your wife, any church you go to once they do something that contradicts once they take a job that doesn't go your way you pack your load in offense you go how long shall you do this for? there is a self you have not dealt with and there is no way you will go that the decision will always favor you are you with me? Let me start this way. <laughs> I told him to get ready. Where is DJ Clem? <laughs> come, come. It's my example today. This man is a great man. He's a great man. Because I want to show five reasons why people get offended in the church. <laughs> So I use him as an example for service. When this church started, we were together in the same fellowship in UI. It was my junior day. We were together in the same fellowship in UI. And when the church started, he was serving. Because he did the course longer than usual. <laughs> so he was serving in Abelkuta. And every Sunday morning, 5.30 a.m., he would leave Abelkuta to come and play keyboard for the church. Many of the times, we did not have keyboard. Our church did not start with trump set or anything. When young preachers come to me, like young people like I say, God has called me, pastor, but I need seven million. This time I'll just be like, empty all. Most of the times, it was his keyboard he was bringing. He went a boss from my daughter with his keyboard, and he would write church like seven to play. I said that because we are in the public sphere, I told the leaders the names. I won't mention the top mention the top secular artists in Nigeria, the most popular four. The most popular out of them, if you argue, some will say his second one, so he's in Nigeria right now. This was his first producer. One of another producer offered him money and he turned it down. He did this because he loved the church. Now, of course, he was doing his own production and he just, but chose someone, we didn't tell what to the one not, he just chose. Now, because of the way he started playing keyboard, we didn't have any choir then. Naturally, he became the head of choir. As a matter of fact, he started the choir department, more or less. And one day, the pastors met and told him to step down from choir. We said that choir wasn't going the way because we felt it was too nice. Some would come later, and, and he's actually a very nice person. He, he, he would rather love people. He wouldn't want to get angry. Some would come later and everything. He said, Clement, look, you are too merciful. So, we moved him. I bet you, 80% of the church and you know when you begin to tell your story there are sympathizers I was playing for that church I was doing this, I was doing that they did this to me and everybody will support you I want to ask the old church this question this morning thank you Clement everybody watching me 
I want to ask you a question, which I ask them for service. Have you reached a point in your life where you believe whatever you do, you do it for God without ulterior motive? If you don't, you will get angry one day. When you hear people on social media, I served that church for years. I am not seen in anywhere in the Bible where the Bible said the church is the rewarder of the deadly seeking. I am not seeing where the Bible said the pastor is the rewarder. So, were you doing what you were doing to be applauded by the church or by the pastor? The Bible says God is the rewarder of them that diligently. If you give, give because you are persuaded that God wants you to, so that when men don't clap for you, you are not offended. If you don't, I told them, I have fasted three days without eating for a, someone's issue. They got over, they got well, and she came to tell me that we are too late. We're just about 17 in the church then. That she needed to go to a church where there were more people so that she would get married. You must not get offended. Even though I fasted and prayed for her, I took it that I did it as a shepherd under God. Otherwise, you begin to recount and sympathizers will applaud you but they can't help you your emotion enjoys it when you tell your story and people yes ah they did this to me and watch out for those who emphasize me me and me i am hurting ah they said this usually they forget that they too speak about other people but after you elevate yourself ah they did this to me they said this to me i am saying to hod and those who are watching please if you have not answered that question, when this service ends, sit down and think about it. If you are in sanitation and you come early to clean, who are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for? Number one reason why people get offended from what I have seen. I'm not listening in the order of how popular they are, but let's just take it. Number one reason is in James chapter 4. James 4 says, we are coming to war. Exactly a direct question. We are coming to war, James 4 1, and fighting among you. You want to, do you know how many? He said, Come not day, even from your loss at war in your members. That's two. You lost, you have not. You kill, you desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight war, but you have not because you ask not. Aye. All the reasons I will give are very related. They are connected. Do you know how many people have walked away from church because they suggested and people didn't take their suggestion? I have never seen that level of pride before. That you say something, you are in, so there is a small group in the church, women's group, and there you brought your opinion and they rejected and the next thing shut down on the group. So are you saying that you take all opinion they give to you? It's amazing how women behave. And it's because they forget. Do you know the story? Do, ma, do you know how powerful this? I shared last week about don't forget. Do you know how powerful? And I've been getting feedback. Do you remember the story in the Bible? The guy that was owing the king. And he knelt down. Go and check that word. The same words he used to beg the king were the same exact word the servant used to beg him. He now said, I will pay you all. For, and the king forgave him. And as he got off from the presence of the king, he saw a servant that was showing him money and said, Pay me. And that one too knelt down and said, Please. And the Bible said, He refused to forgive. He refused to forgive. Come and say that you have never spoken about anybody in your life. Why are you taking it over personal when they talk about you? 
and you go and oh god i told a man one day so when you start a church you actually think all your decisions will be perfect then he didn't know what to say again somebody's watching me right now and that's your category see this is the this is the painful thing see to avoid civil war at home wives don't want to talk some women know that your husband is proud that anyway it goes to either he has his way or he leaves so even you know that your wife is very contentious wherever she is if she's not in control she's going to have a problem with it let me tell you the truth it's better quickly you have that conversation there will be cold war the bedroom will be cold for a while but victory is certain but you are following the person you are backing in even though you know you are backing her but you know in your heart in love, tell the person that there, this is not so. Offense. No more people cannot have their way. This is why people leave a meeting. Please, it's not happening here. I'm just giving an example. So, I love everyone in Russia. I have not heard such a thing here. I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm not, people have done things in this church. So, but that's not what I'm referring to. But right now, there's no issue going on that I'm referring to. This message came by the spirit. I'm, just, I'm, I'm talking to the general church. I know in the last two weeks, I, I think I've counseled up to three pastors. This is painful. What people are going through. And I usually begin by saying that you yourself as a pastor walk in love. And I am making a discipline. Listen to me. This message, I'm not talking about people who went to a church. They were raped in the church. Women that a pastor manipulated to sleep with. I'm, that one leave. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about where church use give me to collect people's money. I'm, so I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about things like what I'm saying. You are in a group and then there's a decision and then it's not your way and the next thing you're angry. And then the next thing you are not again. When people, so James said it, when people don't have control, they get into offense. They get into fighting. Number two is unanswered prayer. When people pray, this one agrees with me, you can only pray for God's mercy. There are people who have served God faithfully, truly. And it gets to a point in their life. They are praying for one thing and it's not forthcoming. They get offended. They withdraw from church and they go. That has happened to some people. We are not blaming them. We love them, but we are praying. That is still not the way. See, our love for God must transcend Him answering our prayer. This is deeper than what many Christians understand. The three Hebrew boys said, Our God is able to deliver. Even if He will not deliver us, we are not bowing. Many of our brethren, many of our brethren have been killed in the north and in different places around the world, and they never gave up their faith. Those 300 Christians that were killed by, sea, by ISIS, you remember that CNN showed the video by the sea? They did not even ask for protection, they laid down their lives. If God gives you favor, if you pray about something and it's like you are not, don't get into offense. Don't get it. Offense starts subtly, but it begins to grow. It leads to bitterness. Yes. Hallelujah. The third one is unmet expectation. Prayer has to do with God. Expectation about men. And the answer to that is what I gave earlier. So you've been in church for many years. Oh, this is very common. I, my mom was being buried. I expected church people to, nobody came from church. It is true, it's a bad thing. But how far will you take it? 
when we get to the point of reconciliation, how about get to that meeting and confront everybody? But guys, I buried my mom last week and it's sad that none of you came. Because if you don't talk about it, that's the part of end. it will start growing inside you. And you start hating the... Hi, how many people, just like John, loved a church, loved a pastor, but they took a decision that they did not like and come and see what they say about the same church now. Human beings interest, I mean, human beings are amazing. They shout to Osana today, shall crucify him tomorrow. So, I, this church is wonderful. I love their praise, I love anything. But a member of the church just does something, or you now join women's group, and you said that, ah, let, you are very excited about one idea that this is what we are doing. And then, leader says, I saw that idea can flow here. And you are angry. And the next day, you delete your number from the WhatsApp. What I told you last week about the parable of the talent in Matthew 25. The guy was not productive. And that's the fourth reason. But let me dwell on the third before we move to the fourth. Third one is on met expectation. I was sick and nobody came to check me. Do you know how many people have walked away from the church of Jesus Christ? Because of reasons like, I am not saying it is good. Churches should check people. The Bible demands that. But now, they have failed in their duty. They have disobeyed the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who said, I was sick and you visit me now? But are you going to repay disobedience with disobedience? Are you getting what I'm saying? Truly, you were down and nobody came. That is terrible. No doubt about that. But, ah, I told you what a woman did. That's a Christian. She was on admission for about two months and nobody came to her from the church. Jesus healed that she woke up to the pastor and said, I was sick, nobody came. We need to start a unit in each other. She said, because I don't want this to happen to any other, but that is a Christian. You know what? She moved the attention from herself. Me, it happened to me, I'm okay. But I don't want it to happen to someone else. Self. Ah, I was there. They did not check me. They left me alone. Nobody cared for me. Because of that, this is what I am doing. Let me say this very emphatically, and I'm going to be careful about this statement. No matter how much as a church we try to be on pay to always check and everything, see, no church will be a perfect church till Jesus returns. That means nobody here, there will be an opportunity for you to get offended. When you refuse to, you have just started, there is a mark you receive in heaven when you refuse to. There will be an occasion for you to get offended. When you refuse to. When I was in secondary school, GSS 1 and 2, I hated all those people coming to preach in the class. But GSS 3, one of them preached one day and the power of God was there. We were writing GSS then. The attendance in the class, people were coming from other class and were three on the seat where I sat. And that was how I got born again. When he made other call, I got up in the front of everybody and gave my life. And he was my colleague. Tam Teibo. I, I, I gave my life to Christ. And the oldest Christian, as far as I can remember, the, this person got born again from Jesus 1. From a Muslim background, the parents came, a young lady, to beat her up in school and she refused to give up her faith. She used to scare me because of her purity. She was such a wonderful lady. Actually, my GSS too, as a naughty boy, I liked her. 
But she was too spiritual. I knew she would give me nail. So I got born again and I was serving God. So they said we should come and scrub the floor of the fellowship and I went there early to go and do it. The very week or they said where I got born again and I came in. So I was asking her that, are we supposed to do the entire? And she thought I was looking for an opportunity to build a conversation with her. See, you have to understand that even the best of men, they are still men. She might have been in a bad mood that day. Truly, her reaction to me was terrible that day. Just said, please, let me go and ask someone else. And am I the only one here? Something like that. And it, it entered me. Because she was the first person to always preach in her class. I heard the voice of the devil. If this is their Christianity, leave it for them. But I stayed. Something just told me that, well, she didn't call me. God called me. And like she said, I went to ask somebody. And that one responded very well. We finished the whole thing. But later in the year, I became the president of the fellowship and she was one of my schools. What if I had stopped? What people don't know what they miss when they get into offense. Offense is built on just one thing unwillingness to forgive and to make excuses for others. Hallelujah. She will begin to tell you in the early days of the church. People that we visited who locked us outside. Later they changed their mind. They became softer. And we are not holding it against anybody. I told them for service. Between the time I came to Laos in Amos, I've had probably about 30 people who have lived with me at different times. Those who still talk to me, who call, who even try to check how I'm doing, are not up to 10 out of 30. A lot of people lived in my house. The day they finally got their own place, they never turned back to say, and this way people will sit down, we will drink pure water together and everything together. That will not make me say that I'm not taking it. You must not. I took them in because of Jesus, not because of them. Offense. is killing the body of Christ. Seriously. Only, you only need to open Facebook and see how people speak. They say they are Christians, but the way they speak against church, and as we check, the third one is when people are not productive. It can lead to bitterness. Yes. You see, they are my people, so I use them as an example a lot. It will take a lot. When you ask somebody to take a song and she doesn't take it well, and you don't use her again for a while, she might get into offense. That was why Cain killed Abel. He offered offering. God took Abel's offering. God does not take his own offering. And he, and he gets angry. And then he told Abel that Abel said, I don't know. He should have been a Nigerian. God just rejected someone's offering and he told you, let's go to the bush and you follow him. You call somebody to follow you. Because Africans, we have a way of dodging evil. See, that's why when you watch horror film, it bothers me. I've said it many times in this church. Number one, you go and build your house in a forest. You and, and it's just you, your wife, and one child. And it's a mighty house. And then, those, have you know that those spirits, they always wait for until one person is left alone. It's as if those other things don't appear when they are medical. <laughs> so somebody is around at home, you are in the sixth floor, something is moving downstairs. Instead of them to, how do go? You say, what, what, what's there? Carl, is that you? And you are going. You are going. Tell me that you are going. And then the thing will move against room. And then you are going. And then you get to a region that is dark. You take a lantern. What is there? What is there? You are stupid. 
there is no horror in Nigeria. Because where will the thing appear from? When you have a face me, I face you, ten people in one room. Even the other will say that hey, you're not going to work here. But then the Nigeria hears a sound. He opens the window, he tells the neighbor that sorry, oh, I'm hearing something. By the time 50 people gather, even the spirit will go. He said, ah, no, I didn't buy game for this. So I thought I could just oppress one person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is good to be productive. We will talk a little more about that. Relationship. Under relationship, there are two types. That's the fifth one. Are you writing down this? These are the, from my observation, that I've seen people. And there's no relationship that can be a blessing that can also bring problem. Yes. This is why wherever you meet, you have to forgive them in advance. This is Tracy. She's getting married very soon. Is he here? Maybe someone watching me. Is okay. We should not declare yet. Okay. I know the brother, so don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> so <laughs> she's someone I love so much. But you know that she might do her wedding and I might not go. And that can be the beginning of relationships. The most common under relationship is you expect somebody to take a stand with you on a matter and it doesn't. You can get angry. I don't know all over churches how many couples have left. The husband came to report the wife to the pastor. And the pastor listened to the two others and said, your wife is not guilty. Brother, you are the one that should fix this. He will get angry and leave. Sometimes a woman, she reports the husband. She wants you to be that the husband is a devil. And when you are not persuaded, you've listened to the two others and said, your husband is not a devil. This is what you guys need to fix. And they get angry. And that has happened severally. Relationships. People that love you genuinely will also hurt you at times. Many times not intentional. This is why they, they, even the disciples, they came to just wanted that. How many times should we forgive? They quickly said it's seven. Jesus said, I didn't say seven. I said 70 times seven. 490. And you have to be wicked to be counting. This is number 210. I'm waiting, you know. 311. When it gets to 490. Because even the disciples found it difficult when Jesus said so. But the Bible said the love of God has been shed abroad in your hearts. Every Christian is capable of forgiving and letting go. I started with parents brought you up for 30 years. All because they opposed somebody you wanted to marry. You forget the first thing offense does. It stops you from remembering all the good they have done. And it amplifies the only thing they've done wrong. And that's the only thing you remember. People have been given house rent to by churches. Churches went for their naming, prayed for their children, visited them at the hospital. Any of the reasons I listed above happened. Maybe they said that, ah, pastor, I'm broke. And the church did not give them money. Or this one happened and the church did not respond. And if you hear them talk about, I'm not talking about a church here. If you hear them talk about the same church, you will think that Satan gave back to that church. Church, me, church. Ah, don't mind them, oh. They are a bunch of hypocrites. 
And when people start talking like they will never tell you good things they've done for them. People even do it to their friends. You will, so that guy has never done any good thing. And people, worse of all, people do it in marriage. You cannot remember any good thing your husband has done. Any good thing your wife has done. All that you remember. Because after seven years of marriage, he did something. She did something. She said something to your mom. And that is the only thing you remember from that day. That's what you define her by. How cruel are you? And here you are, praying before God for mercy. And you want God to assess you correctly. And this is how you judge people who offend you. Your definition of them is from the day they offense, offend you. That's what you call them. And then in the morning you are praying, Lord, have mercy. I will to read, forgive our trespasses. How? As we forgive those who trespass against us. Are you with me? These are reasons we have seen in the church where people get offended. I want to very quickly tell you the way out. Number one, I've said it before. If I've said all of them before talking about, but let's highlight them. Number one, put your expectation on God, not on man. If Brother Lawrence walks up to me and he says, I'm led to give 10 million. He will never feel bad whatever I do. He's convinced that God told him to. If I come visiting you, your house, because I am obeying Jesus who said I should visit his people, whether you appreciate it or not, you might know that these people are acting in an ungrateful manner, but I don't take it out on you because I am doing it for Jesus. I do. So that is the only way where even if you don't appreciate what I'm doing, I will still do it for someone else because I am operating a higher reason beyond nobody has preached to all the Facebook or all the Facebook uh, disgruntled members of Jesus Christ's body and they, are, and they are multiplying every that's why God asked me to address this message they are multiplying I mean, like, didn't anybody tell you when you were joining the church that the people that come to church are not angels, they are human beings didn't anybody tell you I know some of them are listening to me right now. You have a choice. This message is from the heart of the master to you. You can repent and go back to whatever church you were going before or stay at home and continue to suck in your bitterness and wallowing the people making excuses and feeling sorry for you. Oh, they did this. Do you know how many sisters have left churches? Because what... I don't want to go into there was one funny one that even happened there but let me not go that the person will not say i'm using that to preach but I, I, it's amazing a brother that did not he just met you you spoke as casual friend you were in the same unit but you started stalking him you stood before him like this here am i marry me some of the things i say because you must not use people's pain to you will think that I'm joking about some things that I say. Going to his house till he told you that, please stop coming to my house. There's nothing between us. We are just members of the same church. The day she heard that the brother asked out somebody else, she abused the land of all of us. Went on social media, wrote about, and, and sympathizers will come. You know, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I, you know, some people, they are not the one offended. 
they are a friend of an offended person. Somebody came to their house or they went to visit somebody and he began to tell them, do you know what they did to me in choir? And now, you also don't like this or that. She's not done anything for against you. But someone else told you that uh, Pastor Mori, she's just looking quiet, so don't mind her. She did this and this and this. Before that time, every time you looked at Pimbo, you saw an angel of God. You liked her, you liked her personality, and in by God's grace, till that day, till now, she's not done anything against you. Only that somebody told you. I've seen about maybe like few cases in this church, but I've seen many in many churches. People join a church. Unfortunately, the first person they meet in that church might be a disgruntled member of the church. You know, they're everywhere. So people in the church, they will not leave. They will stay at the gates to block others from coming. So me too, I'm just going. I'm just there. So somebody told you, I've been attending that church for nine years. They are not nice. They just look nice on stage. And you are there for nine years. And you know, this is why even in joining a church, you have to pray. Thank God for a, a pastor when I was going to be ordained. I spoke with one pastor in Lagos and he called me. He said, listen, you know, in this Lagos there are different types of pastors. And he said it in Yoruba. Evil communication corrupts good manner. He said there are pastors, they will tell you some sharp practices. They love God, they are Christian, but they also love money. And that they would say, be careful, watch out for your soul. Now in Nigeria, there's a company of pastors who believe that there's nothing wrong with sleeping with girls in the church. It's not for me to talk about, but I'm telling you, evil communication. Now, so when you are joining a church, you have to pray that God will guide you away from people, even in the same as there can be a voice. They pollute your heart. You are already dead on arrival. You've not started serving, yet they've told you terrible things about everybody. And this happens every now and then. I don't know which, whether it's a bishop or someone that was talking recently. In their church, an old member told a new member, when they take communion, don't take it, or don't mind them, all those things. And she has been there for over 15 years. And people get into all these things. You don't know the level of bitterness that is in the heart of some people. Because sincerely speaking, ah, Lord, I have to stop. Ah, yeah. See, I started with, when people become unproductive, it can be a serious matter. Sir, you want to know how powerful this is? Two prostitutes came to see Solomon. What happened? One slept upon a child and the child died. The other one, and they began to argue. Solomon knew by wisdom. He said, bring sword and divide. Interestingly, the one that was not the mother said, yes! That is justice. I have heard a woman because a pastor's wife offended her in their church. Even like I called her and I corrected her. Ah, people are still going to church. Church, God forbid. On the issue of they bought something or no buy something and she offered the product and the pastor's wife, pastor's wife should mind what they get into. Nah. 
the one someone else supplied was more a better quality than yours and did, and she got offended and for the next six months no church kilo day ah one of the i i of course if i i don't want to i avoid names but many of them i know the person that one of the foremost women in nigeria who is a christian the day i got to the day i decided to remove my heart and to say this woman this one is a christian she was good a church they were building an auditorium and she was part of her business to supply chairs she brought a sample to the committee they looked at it and they approved physical said they approved it and she shipped the chairs in thousands of them and when the chair arrived some of them now said that the chair was a little big it would take more space in that place so they rejected it she had to sell it under duress and lost i was there the opening ceremony opening day of that auditorium she was the mc i was almost in tears she went to me this not pastor i said this is unfair sir but i showed you sample and nobody said anything now i brought this and this and she let go of you right there i was it was less than two years after that that she went to the highest office in the country one of the highest offices offense god holds something for you that you will there is a blessing coming if you refuse to be offended there will be occasion for it listen to me when joseph saw it quit blaming men men are the materials that will be used to train you this is why there will be imperfect people in the church they need to train us a pastor will learn how to, not to depend on men only when you are disappointed by so, so people must play that role and you must not hate them if God Lord make me patient there is no power that will come and enter you zoom when you put that God should make you patient frustrated people that are frustrated will come and they will annoy the light out of you you get to a point <laughs> some people pray Lord help me to be patient Lord help me no it's already your spirit because you are born again it will come out by trials and tribulation Glory to God. You want God to help you to master how to forgive? People will step on your toes. Yes. The woman said, let them, people who are not productive, they want what others are producing to die. I was at the mechanic play one time, so one poor guy like that, I mean, they had nothing. I was shocked at what... <laughs> He said, let what happen serve and let them carry all of us away. I said, how many people? This is why when there's chaos, those who have nothing, they usually benefit more. If the old Lagos is invaded and everything, because everything everybody owes suddenly doesn't belong to anybody again. So this is why hoodlums come out when there's chaos. It's their time. And there are spiritual hoodlums. Most of the pastors that I know who speak vehemently against church and their pastor, they are people who have tried to grow their church and nothing is happening. They have become Esau's, uh, 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 they have become Cain's young uh, uh, brother and they kill others. One day, if I was wondering what was happening, many years ago, 
I just started to spend some two, three days praying. And I was praying and I was fasting and I started to totally stay away from food. And the pastor that was in the camp was a pastor was praying next door to me. And he asked me that he said his ministry was in Abuja. That when I go to Lagos, that if I could drop in the church, I would go to the airport. And as we were coming from the camp till we drove into Lagos, he was speaking against Redeem Church. So I asked him what happened, and then he told me he got a venue, and Redeem people came there and paid more money and took the venue. Of course, that is not good. That is not what. But the question is: look, God is God blind? Is he not seeing? Any pastor doing that to another church? When we were, I turned down. I can say by the grace of God, imitate my steps in some matter. Maybe I can't yet see on everything. I'm growing in the Lord. But there are things I have seen. They ask, we used about 13 agents. So we're coming here. Every place they took me to that we love, and there was a church that said no. There was one sharing fence, cheaper than here, sharing fence around that property. I said, This church, they've been there for four years. We are not, I said, I know we are going to multiply. We are not coming to intimidate anybody. I don't want this venue. When they brought me here, I drove like a minute here to see that no church, a minute here, no church, and I said, I'm okay. And you know what? If a church comes to the next compound, we will welcome them with open hands. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That was why James asked that question. He said, You will receive not because you don't. Instead of you getting angry, go and ask the Father. Go and ask the Father. If I want to sing and they don't always put me up, talk to the Father. He is able to do something. Because when God is working, no man can stop God. If you realize what I'm saying here, you begin to forgive. So they, Joseph decided to, when the brothers were begging him, he said, you don't need to beg. He said, you did it for evil, but God, God. Then he said, God sent me here so that you guys will not die of hunger. You thought you guys are ready to calculate me out. It happened because God wanted it to happen. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a prince in Egypt right now. If you are of God, the Bible says, if God be for us, who shall be against us? Nobody can justifiably pull you down. It might appear as if that is what they are doing, but something good is coming. Something good is coming. This is why you cannot have abide in offense oh all the people who are hearing me who are hearing me offense don't and there is a rule so expectation must be on God whatever you do do it for God number two which I've said also forgive number three which is something that springs from forgiveness Go and meet the person who has done something that is pricking you. People will do the other thing. Jesus said, if your brother offends you, go and meet your brother. The moment you tell someone else first before that person, you are in error. So people will try to be powerful. I'm just looking. I'm not saying anything. Jesus didn't say you should not say anything. Go and meet and say, sister, I noticed that this is the third time that I'm seeing you. And it's as if when I greet you, you do answer. Don't say that when I greet Doi, she doesn't answer. When you have not told Doi, you just don't know. Ah, 
Some mistake people have made in life. I don't know why this story is coming. It's not a story of Christians. One of the legends in Yoruba movies was Onyade Jobi. How many of you know the person I'm talking about? I read history a lot. I didn't know much about but I read about him. He was creeper at both feet. He was making movies and he was like the leading movie guys. Now, Obafemi Awolo had a custom then. Because of the statue of Awo, his level, if Awo entered any, all of him must stand up to greet him. So Awolo came in. And across the table, Oyade Jobi was there. I don't know whether Awo was, some people said he was, but I don't know, said he was proud, I don't know. But he got up and he went to meet the man that, how dare you? That, who are you? That others got up and you refused. And Oyade Jobi said that, I'm sorry, sir. I'm a cripple man. They said, Awolowo broke into tears. He said, you mean the guy doing all these movies you are crippled? You know, if I would thank God, even though they said he said it's arrogant, why are you sitting down? But if I would did not talk, he will go home and say to his wife and everybody, that man who had job is very arrogant. I enter into a hall. You can't be wiser than the Bible. The Bible tells you that, go and tell, because you might just be surprised by the time the person tells you, Something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think I heard the story of a man that was very sick. He couldn't get up. He was almost unconscious, but he could hear little and and there was a man by his side. And the word he was, he couldn't even see outside. So we asked this other sick person to help him check out and be telling him about weather, telling him about trees and flowers. And I was always telling him. And he started getting better, getting better. And I don't know what led to their conversation. He became well by what I was telling. And he asked the guy, are you, are, you know about all these things and you haven't gone out and everywhere. And the guy told him that actually I'm a blind man. He said, I don't see anything. What I'm doing, I saw your state. So I will, um, I will be imagining things. I'm telling you that that was what I was looking at outside. It will save you a lot if you always walk out to people straight away. Once you notice something, look at the word Hebrews 12 used. Hebrews 12, 15. He said, looking diligently, lest a root of bitterness. The Bible says you should be diligent. That means watch it very well. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many one of the things I found in it, offended people hardly live alone. They will talk to some people and to follow them. Someone sees the pastor, you are, you are always blessed. He has, not, he, has, he has no bad record with you. But you are following somebody who told you a lot of things and then you are out. And how many places? You have a friend, you have five in your group. You've never seen anything wrong with this girl. But there's the third one that is telling you that she's this, she's that. And you are beginning to act that way towards her. And she has not done anything for you. Or done anything to you. These are the things that we must be careful of. Otherwise, let me close with Joel chapter 2. Talking about this foreign army. Joel 2. Maybe we start from like verse 6. Before their faces shall be more pain. Verse 7. They shall run like mighty men. They shall march everyone in his way. 
they shall not break their ranks. Next verse. Neither shall they trust one another. They shall walk everyone in his path. They shall fall. When they fall on sword, they shall not be wounded. I am praying that Jesus will raise through all this kind of church where people will fall on sword and not be wounded. Brethren will step on your toes. Pastor Shola will offend you one day. He will. You might greet me and I might not answer. I don't intend to. You know very well. I keep a very simple life. I don't use, I'm, I'm approachable. But I might just be carried away by something one day. Stop picking offenses against me. Stop all these things. Stop it. We might ask you to add prayer tomorrow. We might change you to another unit. Don't get angry. Don't take it personal. I told the first time, people even do it in football. They call seats. And they say, he removes some people and they get angry. They start fighting. Have you seen that in football? When they stop some people, they get angry. But both you and the code, they all, it's for the team to win. It's for the team to win. Can church start getting out of it? If you are hearing me and you are in your house, forgive. Number one, again, put your expression on God, not on men. Whatever you've done for them, believe that you've done it for God and it will set you free. Then forgive. Number three, from forgiveness, always start to talk with the person. Tell the person. Oh, you did this, I don't like it. Communicate when you are not happy. Don't let it grow inside you and start defiling you and start defiling others. Honestly speaking, I don't know how far this message will go with people listening to me. But I'm praying that this will heal somebody. There are many generals of God in their homes right now. Some of you sincerely, Satan, are in that offense. So that you will be cheated away from what God has called you to do. And if you are listening to me, how many more churches will you go to? Maybe when you start one yourself, you finally realize what I'm saying. You've left over seven churches. Once they do something that does not go your way, you leave. Again, I'm not talking to those who are genuinely wounded. I have seen abuses that men have measured out on people. That's not what I'm talking about. Can it be that church? And can the pastor, whoever is listening to me, can, he, can you trust God to begin to spread this in the church or wherever you are? That we can walk in love and refuse to be offended. If you are under the sound of my voice, maybe it's a family member you are angry with. As long as you keep looking at what they did to you, what they did to you, what they did to you. I read of a missionary, they are building schools and training the children of those who kill their parents. They went to that village. In the night, the villagers came and they massacred all the men in that team, raped all the women. And they are back, training and teaching. The missionary were partnered with in this church, not the one that came last, the one before then. Was killed in Adamawa. Last time I saw the wife, she just finished her master's in UI. She is still there reaching out to people. Those are Christians. When they killed him, even the traditional ruler was a Muslim, came for the bearer, he cried. Because his car packed up and he came to Africa, they marcheted him into Pidah, they hacked him to death. So what is it that they have done for you? That you will not let go, they have done to you that you won't let go, what is it? Let's say as it's a kilo, what is it? 
And once you are emotional, you cannot see correctly. If DJ Claire was talking around now, they will support him. But what is an offense in a church saying, step aside, let this one and do this. I said it first, as long as they don't say it to insult you. Oh, come out, look at this brother. He said in this unit, nothing is happening now. You go and sit down. But if you are invited, I mean, like, you know what, for now, I don't know why believers do that. Pastor Billy, we were talking two days ago. One of the ministers that came here during mercy conference, whose message you enjoy? I was about to say, people like me because you see me from afar. <laughs> it is true. He said, I was communicating from my church before. And he's done that before. At least I know about that. Because when it gets to this matter, so one of the preachers preaching just told outreach department, he dissolved outreach department of his church. And he said, you are not winning souls like I would like to say. Anybody that wants to join our tree, you are free. Just let's start all over again. And 19 people left and never came back. Kilo Shefuwa. This is what bothers me about Christians. If you say I should, I'm working in one unit and like, if I love the unit and you ask us to reapply, we reapply. If you say no, I don't reapply again, no, go to, I'll go to another unit. I would just say, Father, thank you. This is where I would have loved to serve, but I'm on doctor. They said that we should move to another place. I'm moving. I am that simple. When you do that, it goes. Who knows that when I move here, then the Lord will appear to me. I become so annoyed. Even the man that told me to move will come back tomorrow. These are tests that you will, you will and you are going to go through. Let us stop getting offended. If you are so popular in church and you do something and nobody shows up, when you come for the next meeting, challenge all of us, talk about it. You understand? You are allowed to. Guys, what happened? I didn't see any one of you. Now, with how close we are, I will do my name is anyone and none of you showed up. This is bad. Say your heart, but leave it there. Because you two, you haven't made every appointment. Hallelujah. Don't get angry. Oh God, I have to stop. Have you heard me? Have you heard me? I will amen. I'll just quote this. I don't know why the Lord is asking me to say, see, I I mean no insults. Don't because of emotion become unreasonable. I know I'm talking to somebody in this house. Your own case, even like second one I said, nobody did anything to you. Somebody just told you something and you join. Emotion can make people become. When wanted to get married, some people have been here older than this. They've, they've seen this before. My wife's closest friend, whom they live together, she got married before my wife. But well, see, I, I didn't know my wife, but I used to know this lady. She schooled in my city, and she entered university maybe two years before me. So she was going to bring a minister to the school. And I was getting ready to go to UI then. And because I started driving very early in life, and then I would drive to that school, 
I helped her with the meeting and we got very close. Actually, one day she mentioned that she liked me and all those ones. And as I wasn't led that way, and it ended, you know, simple thing, and everything ended. But all those things ended a long time ago. I said, she said to her, and I, I told her that, no, 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 no. And she got over it immediately. And then she got married. And she was always telling me about her friend, mentioning Abigail's name, that she would like me to meet her. But it just happened that we never met. Life can be very funny. Now, I was courting with a friend on Anthony. All on Lobo Street, Anthony. She was staying down same all on Lobo Street, Anthony, and I never went to her house once. By the time I was going to be scotting my friend, she had moved out of Anthony and left my wife in that house. They, they got a mini flat. My wife, my wife was staying there, but she was always coming around. So I too left Anthony without ever meeting my. One day she drove, she brought my wife to my house. Three of us guys were staying there upstairs. She just called that. She was downstairs. That she came to the supermarket under her house. She came back to something there. The three of us went down to greet them. That was the first I ever saw my wife. She was the one I was talking to. Just said, my friends, I just say, how are you? And I continued talking to her. Now, I went to Agege to be staying with Shola Degwe. And one day there was traffic around Penn Cinema. So I drove back to Anthony, the former house where I was staying. So I was playing with the guy. He said, I went into, I said when it's 11, I'll be going home. She just called me. She said, Shola, I guess what? That uh, myself and my husband, we came to sit down my friend that I left the apartment for. I said, so you are in Antonio? She said, yes. I said, interestingly, I'm in Antonio also. I'm with also people I used to live with. She said, let's see now. So I drove there to see her. That was the first time I sat in Pastor Abby's house. And the three of us, or four of us, myself, our husband, the lady, and Pastor Abby were gisting. All of a sudden, I saw an husband winked at each other and they left. So they left the two of us alone. Long story short. I don't want to. Anyway, actually, that was the last house. Unexpectedly, unprepared for. When I got back to the house, one of the men said that, You are looking. Because I, I, I came out and said, What did I do? I didn't plan for it. So I was sweating. So one of the guys said that, what happened to that? Where you went to? Did anything happen there? I said, can you believe that I said something? Anyway, the following day, I called her. I said, your friend you left with yesterday. I asked her and she said, yes. So she said, praise God. I said, do now longer I've been praying for this and myself and my husband. If I was told this story, I was tell, I'm telling you now, it would be difficult to imagine, to believe. Two days after, he just called me again. I said, Shola, there's something on. I don't like two of my friends dating each other. I was even joking. I said, meaning what? She said, I think she'll break up. I just don't like it. It's otherwise. I said, otherwise. I was still, I said, otherwise. Then, it's very simple now. Stop being our friend. <laughs> you don't like two of your friends dating, then cease to be our friend so that we can go into a relationship. I said, I'm not joking. From that day, she went on and on. She will use anonymous number to send me fake, idiot, pastor, useless. She said, you came to separate me and my friends. She went on and on and on. She called all my friends. Now, this is where I'm going. She called a friend, or let's say, the one I thought was my friend, and told that one, I don't like Charlotte dating Abigail.
This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. No reason. And that one said, you don't like your friend. It's true. How can it be your friend? I've been dating your friend. Married, she was heavily pregnant then. And because that guy had had something against me and I didn't know. Life has a way of showing it. And he joined her. Ah, this is, this is, this is for which. I didn't even know they were talking every day. And the next, so they saw somewhere. So the guy just began to say that, hey, HOD was just starting then. I came to HOD one day. That me, that was his friend. I saw him there. I didn't even introduce him. That was my offense. Because he was offended. A news that does not make sense made sense to him. And he joined that. Now, God is awesome. And he was, he didn't tell me that they were talking behind me. He came to my place one day and he came to pick me up. And Steve stole the radio, those days of CDs in his car, removed it. And he wanted to buy another one and he didn't have enough money. I had the old money I had in my account that time was 22000 and the money was twenty one, and I stopped by. I withdrew twenty one thousand, and I gave him. Conscious, guilty conscience caught him. So when we drove a little further, I just turned to me. I said that I'm sorry. I have to tell you, me and this lady have been talking. I said, talking about what? He said, so why are you two dating? I didn't want. I said, why am I dating somebody I asked out? I said, you two have a girlfriend. I said, no problem. I, I don't need to say anything. For some reasons, he went to his church and he repeated it before his pastor's wife. And that one said that, are you mad? That two adults are dating. And the third one heavily pregnant is saying that she doesn't want them to date. That are they planning to live in a house when they are married or what? Then for the first time, his eyes opened and come home. I have seen this scenario many times. You see, you can think a pastor is wicked because of what somebody has said. It is when you sit down that you consider that this thing doesn't make sense. I know this will lead to debate. When that guy wrote on Facebook that they asked him to leave winners, he first of all said because of money. Until winners produced a letter, they said that it wasn't, the church was not going, nothing was happening, they told him to go. Please, this is not to say whether it's right or wrong, but I just asked a question. Is it that they also added in the letter that and you must not start any church anywhere or do anything. One man started winners. If you're under one man and he asks you to go, what stops you from? It actually means that probably truly, because what is common in the body of Christ is personal dynamic. They want to live, and the Jew does not want them to go, and he's trying to use control. God has not said I should release you. So if they want to get rid of you, probably you are truly. I leave it. I didn't say anything. But you see, people will support. Ah, they told him after some years, I just kept asking my friend, did they put it in the letter that when you go out and we see you starting any church, we're going to arrest you? You pastors in a branch for a while. I'm not saying who is right and who is wrong. They ask you to go. Why don't you just start something? Or is it compulsory that you must remain in that place at the end of your life? It means you are afraid of stepping out. And why are you afraid of stepping out? Probably, truly, you are not a soul winner. Soul winners are not afraid of starting anything. 
So please, I'm not saying this one. I'm just trying to interpret that. So what? And then you went out and you were... And I saw somebody saying that his pastor did something also. And on Facebook, he said, both Muslims and Christians of Nigeria, come and hear, somebody help me. Why do people get to this point that you want... See, see, see. Don't, don't... Don't fight with... In all these things, I never replied this lady. I never said anything. Our pastor then was very close to me, like a spiritual father to me that time. Man of God, I used to go to see the man maybe twice in a month. I'll go to the man's office. I told my friend, I said, if I report to this pastor what she's doing, because she was working in the church office, that they will fire her. I don't want to be responsible for her success, so I will not tell the pastor. But you know what? Somebody one day heard about the case and told the pastor. Now, before the pastor knew, the pastor operates prophetic gift. If he didn't preach in one day and he came down from the altar and he was walking. Now, my wife was in that meeting that day and the pastor just called her out of over 4,000 people and he said, come. And he put his hand on her and said, those who are against your progress, against your center, they will be taken. When she told me, I told her, I tried this girl's number. Joe, this is your pastor. This is crossfire in the spirit. We are not against you. What is the problem? I was crying. I told her, I said, please beg her. Reconcile by force. Look, what is, what is it? She refused to. She got up one day and said that our marriage will happen over her dead body. And the day we married, two days after that she died. What is wrong with people? And you know the funny thing? As soon as that happened, so two days after we were, we went to a, uh, uh, another city. We got married on Saturday. After service on Sunday, we went to another city. Me and my wife. That was where we heard the report. They told about they don't have honeymoon. We canceled the trip. We had booked hotel. I was among the four set of people to appear to go and greet her husband. When he saw me, he hugged me and he began to cry. I felt like telling him that you killed this girl. When she was doing all those things, you were there. This is why he said that there are conversations that couples should have. You refused. She could be a kind of tomboy and very... Sometimes some fight must happen for peace to reign. One of the days when she was doing that, I went to that, their, their church. She passed by me. I greeted her. She didn't answer. Her husband turned his face. You could tell that that guy didn't want to do that. He was such a... When she met the guy, was the first person she brought the guy to to show me. The guy was a gentle guy. But you were taking side wrongly. A man should be a man. Dear, I love you, but this is wrong. We are married. We are enjoying our marriage. Why are you... Po- so you don't want your friend to marry. Your friend has not married all this. Day. She has met someone that this is what... With pregnancy, you are going to... What is your own? But the husband refused to. That was... As the man held me, I felt like telling him that you, you, you killed this girl. You could have put your foot and said like this, you, you, you don't do this. These are things that we have seen. Why do people get into all these things? Who is in your life right now that you won't call, you won't talk to, you won't do anything? Who? For me, it didn't even mean anything to me to quickly drive to the husband's house to greet him. 
And I think that they understood that these people have nothing against us. And I'm sharing, every, every one of you will know today, this is not a conventional, I'm sharing from my heart with you. Offense is killing the body of Christ. Today, somebody's in this unit is no more there. Why? Somebody says something that you need, or they did something that you need, and then that is it. So, people come late for a minute. And except you walk in love, that's why I say in doubt, ask questions. Yeah. It has happened in a meeting before. Somebody came late, and I told the pastor that you see, you can't, I can't allow you to this meeting, leave. But thank God, that one trusted me, went back. Because as he was standing outside, somebody came later than that, and I allowed that one in. Later, he asked, he used time to ask, to ask, and I said, this is why it's important that there is a rule. In doubt, ask questions. Ask. Don't go and say, eh, hey, me, I came in 10, 15, they asked me to go back. Somebody came in to 11 and they let her. Maybe there's something going on between her and the pastor. She was in the hospital. And she had called two days before that, I will not come for this meeting. And I, I said, ah, no problem, you are receiving treatment. I will even come and pray for you there. But a day to the meeting, I found she was a little well and they took her home and we all agreed that she rest. But I thought there was an aspect of the meeting that she was the only one that could provide answer to something. So I called in the night that I know you are resting and we are not going to bother you. Can I just ask that when it's about the time for you to do your presentation, they just come and pick you, you do it, they take you back home. So you don't have to be at the beginning of the meeting and you don't have to end the meeting. I said, okay, I said, I have to, I'm already walking around the house and everything. If it is 20 minutes, just appear. If the car brings me and the car takes me back, I will do that. So that was why she came. So there was an agreement that the meeting starts 10. Come 11 and leave 11 20. But if you did not ask me, you came late 10 30 and I asked you to go. And then you, on your way, you saw somebody coming in 11 and they asked about to come in. Questions will start. You have a choice. Let it out. Pastor, excuse me. You allow this person. It's okay to ask. But if you don't, it will start growing inside you. If you don't respond or react immediately, Satan will arrange another one. You will couple all the reasons together and you explode. That was I one day. I came for a meeting and then you put all the reasons together. What I've shared with you today, if the body of Christ overcomes this thing, will be the vibrant army that we should be on that. We kill ourselves too much. Let's rise. There should be about two or three pastors now. They don't send me messages. They don't pick my call. They don't do anything again. And sincerely, I don't care. What did I do to them? Mercy conference one of them came, or maybe like some before Mexico, I don't know we were calling it the, the conference. One of them came, I didn't know he was around, protocol didn't know him, and they put him at the back. That was the offense. And immediately, he did not even, we didn't know you were around. You didn't ask somebody to tell me that you were around. Otto, would I have seen you and I wouldn't have asked you to come to the front? What is it? I, I keep asking that. What have we learned in Christianity? What is it? Is that you are waiting for somebody to offend you? It's funny. A pastor. And he told three other people, okay, I went to his church, they got, got their church, they put me at the back. And he said it as if I was the one that ordered them to put him at the back. 
Because that's what offends you. You will, you, will, you will report the case in a way to indict the person more. He said, when there, they put him at the back. He said, as if I, I was the one that told the usher, why are you so, so possible? Put him at the back. It's amazing. Why do we do this? If anybody tells you something and is not willing to follow you to go and say before the person, discard the thing. Don't even let him land. Yeah. I don't know. I believe that one church will arise and overcome this, and it is this church. Offense will disappear from our midst. We will step on one another's toe, but we will talk about it in love. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I told a story that happened some years ago somewhere. And somebody sent me a message that I was using that to preach in church. I didn't even remember at all. <laughs> you know, when your mind has not gone to somebody in ages, he called from that city that I, I used a, a story to. I said, you know, I should I just call him now. I'm just remembering you now. I said, so because you told me so, we should not use stories again. Number one, once your name is not mentioned in a story and it's not built to describe you, forget about it. If it's your story, you two laugh as if you don't know who they are talking about. Say a man left his wife. A man. Many men have left their wife. So why are you thinking that you are the one? Or is it the spirit that is touching you? Examples are bound to be given. Once they don't mention name, location, or the dates. When or the September or somebody gives that one you might say. Once they say sometime to somebody, a lot of people talk to pastors. So it can't be you. A lot of people, this week alone, this past week, that's why my voice is, I don't know how many people I've spoken to. I still went to preach somewhere, some day like yesterday, I went to pray for somewhere. I don't know how many people I've spoken to. So you cannot say it's your case they are talking about. Every day I deal with cases, online they send it to me, they send it every now and then. There should be at least up to maybe 25 marital issues I'm dealing with right now, people. Yes. Sometimes you wonder why some people marry one each other. Because like they marry to start a fight. Amen. The home is the ring. When they said, I do, I do to, do you wish to take this person as your lifetime opponent? <laughs> it's like that was the vow some people read. <laughs> that was it. I do. And I was saying, I do all I tell <laughs> And from that day, they fight has been. Is <laughs> someone blessed this morning? <laughs> I pray the prayer of Paul that you all be sincere without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. You'll be sincere without offense in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus. 
I believe that you died and rose again, and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.